Welcome. This is the STS Podcast, hosted by me, Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. And this is... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit the shit. You did the shit. shit. this shit. Fly. Welcome, it's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and this is the STS Podcast. We're shooting live from the east side of Bakersfield, the seventh episode of the Shooting Shit Podcast. Returning listeners, thank you. This episode is nothing without the returning listeners. I appreciate y'all. New listeners, welcome to the show. Really appreciate you guys. Make sure y'all follow the Instagram and Twitter at STS Podcast 661, y'all. The STS Podcast 661. And make sure you hit me up. We're going to get you that STS shirt for only $20. They're still available. We got them in red now. Red and black. All sizes. Only $20, y'all. I appreciate everybody ordering. I appreciate everybody coming by to pick their shirt up. I appreciate everybody letting me come through and drop these shirts off. It's been really um, it's been really fun to you know see what you guys like about the podcast. Y'all supporting the dream. Y'all just like supporting local you know activities. I appreciate that, man. Really means a lot from the bottom of my heart. Another thing that really means a lot is everybody tuning into our Nipsey episode. That was the second most listened to episode so far, y'all. It's been incredible what's been going on the last eight days just in, in, the, in a way of showing love to Nipsey. Uh, I tried to get some service tickets today. I waited an hour on my phone. Nothing sold out. That's how much love he has. He's going to the Staples Center, y'all. A hip-hop artist is having their funeral at the Staples Center, man. That is wild. It's sad, though, man, because Nip, he, he was loved. He was really loved. And I know we talked about it on our, our episode six, but a lot more information has came out. And again, y'all, just be appreciative of everything we got going on and appreciate what we have. You know, and I know it's cliche, but tomorrow isn't promised. Tomorrow, we don't know what the hell's going to happen tomorrow. Someone can take you out, something can happen, you can get in an accident. So just be appreciative of your family, y'all. Be appreciative of your real homies. And unfortunately, the show has to go on, y'all. So we got to keep these STS podcasts rolling. I think I have a great episode. I know I have a great episode for you guys today. This is going to be episode seven. But again, let me just, you know, I think I got a lot of good response from the Nipsey. Everybody really liked the East Side resident message I have for you guys. Um, it came from the heart, man. It's Nipsey again. We This is someone we seen come up from 09, 2010. We've seen this man. We've seen this kid become a man. And uh, just the last year, all the success he had, it was really surreal that, you know, it came to an end eight days ago. And that's a loss that hip-hop's in the field. Music industry's gonna feel, the community's gonna feel, the hood's gonna feel, that Nipsey's gonna live on forever forever. We're gonna make sure we're gonna keep his name out there. We're gonna keep bumping his music, we're gonna keep showing love for what he had love for. So that's gonna always you know, that's 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 what I hope you guys take from the episode six podcast. New listeners, check out the episode six podcast. It's entitled Rest in Peace Nipsey. It's crazy, man. It's real, it was really uh, it was surreal. I couldn't believe I was doing it. But again, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. This week, y'all. This weekend was crazy, man. Friday, had two gigs at Compton. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys ever heard of a silent party? I had Compton High, Junior High, and I had a silent party at Cal State on Friday. 
silent party. I'm going to break it down for you guys real fast. Just imagine there's three DJs. Every DJ has a receiver. And everybody in this party has headphones on with three channels connected to those receivers. So whatever, whatever we're playing, you, you can switch your channel to see what we're playing. And everybody has headphones on. So I guess in essence, it's a silent party. So that was fun. Shout out to DJ Ashby for helping me out with that gig. Saturday, we had a quince for uh, Daniela. That was beautiful. Shout out to my guy Oscar for, I guess, uh, booking me for making sure I had all the music entertainment locked and ready to go. The crowd was great. We had the banda. We had the ranchera. That was crazy. You guys know I hate that type of music, but it it's different seeing it performed live. I was right next to the bass drum. I had the biggest headache all day, but it was fun. They gave me some good food, some good drink, and played some good music. Everybody was having a ball. Um, shout, again, shout out to Oscar for that. That was great, man. Sat, and then... Um, what else we got going on, man? We got a, that was really the weekend, the grind, the grind, grind, grind. I love the grind, and those are gonna be the new STS shirts. I want you guys to know that's an announcement we're gonna make now. The new STS shirts, they're gonna have "I love the grind" hashtag on the front, so that's gonna be really fun, y'all. I hope you guys really enjoy that. Another thing we're gonna talk about, uh, we're gonna talk about the love. I think a couple episodes ago we talked about the love of DJ, how we maintain that balance. We're gonna continue doing that. We're gonna talk about. I got a little announcement for my college life. That's been fun, man. Um, this past week was my grandpa Raymond. I thought the Raymond's eight year passing. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit, something close to the heart. And I had a conversation yesterday with my guy, with my guy, I'm not going to say his name, I had a conversation, we were talking about how, you know, sometimes in life you fuck up, but you can't let those fuck ups keep, you know, keep repeating first of all, and prevent you from doing anything good in the future, y'all, we're going to talk about that a little bit, and of course, you guys know, it's Wrestlemania weekend, it's Tuesday tonight, Smackdown, and it's been the last four days I've been wrestling gold, it's Wrestlemania seasons, we're going to end it on that, but first, let me tell the DOC one thing. Now do me a favor. 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 Let me in here. All right, y'all. This is the Let Me In Ear segment. We're here to converse lightly, no specific topic or objective in mind. And what I have in mind today, I wanted to share with, with you guys. I'm four classes away. Four classes away from getting a hell out of BC and Tech College. That's something I wanted to share last week, but we, you know, we dedicated the, the pod to Nipsey. So that's, that's one of my big announcements today. It's been really a grind, y'all. I know everybody who's been to college has been, it's a grind. You ask anybody who's graduated from any type of higher education, it's a fucking grind. I've made that damn grind so much harder than it had to be. If I would apply myself to my education like I applied myself to all my shit that I got going on, I would have graduated four or five years ago, but I didn't. And there's no regrets. It's just now I know when I get on to that next level, I, what I got to do, I got to take care of business. I've been going to to um see I've been going to a CC school since I was twenty years old, y'all. So that's almost eight years, man. And it's been one of the hardest things to do. And it's not because the schoolwork's part, no. Honestly, that's been the easy part. Just getting there, staying committed, not lollygagging, not being lazy, not procrastinating, not putting that shit to to the side, not giving up. I've been disqualified academic academically disqualified from BC so many times y'all and that's because I did not want to put in the work to get the reward and sometimes you guys gotta remember that man you guys gotta keep chopping this wood that's why I always said this school things like chopping wood eventually you're gonna crack through and I'm about to crack through hopefully by the end of the year I can be at a Cal State or some type of university I don't know where I got the GPA to do something but 
It's been really a lot of classes I had to take over to get that GPA up. I've been having to drive to Taft every freaking three days out the week, y'all. And going to BC for those three-hour classes at night. Everybody's been to BC. Y'all know what those are like. So just to finally see the end of the tunnel, the light in the tunnel, it's been really, really um, scary, to be honest with you. I'm scared as fuck. I don't know what's going to happen after that. I think I've been so afraid of graduating. I don't, it's just, I don't know why. I think I have a weird tendency just to be scared of success. I don't know if that's something y'all feel or is it something that's not, you know, I don't know if that's normal. I don't know what the fuck is normal, but sometimes I'm scared to fail or scared to succeed. So I fell, and it's going with excuses, put shit, you know, nothing's, and I've been putting it to the side too, so I can't really say uh, my education is number one in my life because it hasn't, but I really want to get this done. One of my goals in life is to make sure my grandparents see me cross any stage. I don't give a fuck if it's a CC, Cal State stage, some type of stage, man. They've already seen the high school, so... You know, we're going to make something happen, man. It's a goal of mine. I never stopped, and I'm not going to stop. And I think anybody, uh, I tell all my little homies, and just pass your classes. Don't fuck up, man. Just do what you got to do. It's a sacrifice. It's a grind. But you know what? We're going to knock it out. And I'm living proof of that. I'm living proof that you don't got to make it as hard as it should be. And I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to quit. And I hope uh, I get this done, man. I see the light. I'm scared as fuck. I think I'm scared of the unknown a little bit. But I'm going to graduate. I'm going to succeed. And this is what we're going to do, y'all. And I hope you guys really... I, and I, I think yeah, everybody gets that twisted. You know, when entrepreneurs or people who are hustlers, they say, oh, fuck school. No, I'm the opposite of that. I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to get my college education. Because at the end of the day, they can't take that away from me. And that's something I earned. And that's something I'm going to flip that somehow. You got to look at it as an investment. We're going to flip this somehow. And that's a big investment, y'all. But it's a lot of time. And that's a lot of your, that's everything mentally. You get your grinding. It's a mental grind. It's a commitment you got to do for 16 weeks at a time. And... It's not for the week, y'all. Whoever's done this before, who's ever been graduated, it's not for the week. They will tell you that. You got to keep going. You got to keep shining. You got to keep grinding. So that's one of the things I wanted to announce first off of the podcast is I'm four classes away. Everybody who's had midterms the last week, I hope y'all pass, man. Because I was really stressing. It's really hard when you got all this shit going on and you have to study. If you don't study, there's no way you're going to pass. So I got my international side, poli side class, my last English class. Those things were not easy walks in the park, but I walked the goddamn park and I finished. So it was, you know, everybody keep grinding. Um, I don't know how, I think BC, I think Taft midterms are this week, but everybody going to any type of school, any type of grind in the higher education, keep grinding, y'all. The light is at the end of the tunnel. We just got to keep walking towards and believe that shit's going to show. So shout out to all y'all, man. I think it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really, uh, it's going to be the end of a journey, but the start of a new one, you know? Uh, last about eight years ago, we saw the end of a journey for my grandpa Raymond. That was eight years, April fourth, two thousand eleven. That's a date that I'll never forget in my life. So that was something that you know, the family. Sometimes I, uh, I don't know, I hate that day, man. I'll be honest with y'all. I try to avoid family at any cost that day. I try to avoid the text messages. I try to avoid the phone calls, cause I'm still, um, it still has me shook. You know, I think I've always said. No matter how old I get, I could be 80 years old, I could be, you know, my age now. My Dr. Raymond, he meant a lot to me, you know, so I'm always going to cry for him. I'm always going to mourn him, especially on, you know, his birthday and the day he passed. Those two days, I really, um, they're not highlights for me, you know, they're not really something I look forward to. Not something, I know they, they're going to come, though, just like life, you know, it's going to come, and I just got to deal with it, you know, I deal with it the best way I can. I think the best way I can now, that I'm a little bit older, is just to, um... 
just be with myself, man. I know I was a little bit younger, you know, I would text everybody, and sometimes that, you know, that's fun and all. That's not fun, but that's good. You're supposed to do that, but now I've been so reclusive. I just want to be by myself on these days. It's kind of, I guess, just cherish what me and my grandpa had and just keep his memory. You know, look, I'll, I usually get my first good cry in the morning. Um, look at a picture that really means a lot to me. I'll get my first good cry in the morning. I'm about my day, but he's lurking in the back of my mind. He's always in the back of my mind, you know? I thought the Raymond, I'll, uh, not, this is something This is something really intimate for me. You know, I don't like talking about things like this, but this is my podcast. This is how I feel. This is what I want to say. My grandpa, he passed away. He was, about, he was 81 years old. That was 2011. I thought they lived a, a long life, y'all. He lived a full life. He uh, had plenty of ups and downs. He, uh... He was a great man, though. I think one of the best men I'll ever have the privilege of meeting in my life. My grandpa, he was like a second father to me. My grandpa was a role model. My grandpa was love. He really embodied what love for family meant, in my opinion. And, and God, I wish I I wish I would have kind of not paid attention, but I would have just took to heart more what he said to me when I was younger about family, keeping family first, and taking care of my siblings and my mom. And always working for what you have. And I think he told us one time, I'll never forget that he said, you're going to do the job or do you going to do the job or you're going to do it right? If you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. That's something I always take. I always try to, you know, pay that forward because I didn't understand what he meant at that time. That means if you're going to do something, you fucking do it. If you are not, if you think you're not going to do it, don't fucking do it and waste somebody else's time. And especially your name. You're going to do something, do it because you represent your name. And he was really big on that. So, um, he he had a stroke when he had a stroke one week. Um, four days later, he passed away, y'all. It was really a shock. And I know my grandpa was a little bit older, but that man was so full of life, man. He loved being around the family. He didn't seem like he he didn't he didn't act his age. He didn't live his age. That man was attached to be still doing things around the house. And um, it's been really hard, you know. It was really hard the first three, four, five years, but of course, and it, you know, it does suck to say, but time does heal all. You know, time does make that void, not that void, but that hurt takes it away a little bit. It's been eight years, you know, it's been a long eight years. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a surreal eight years because, you know, you see what family, how family, how family still, uh, I don't know. Sometimes death really shows the side of your family you don't see often. You know, I think my grandpa was the glue and we have, you know, our grandma, I'm not Alice, the hierarchy now, but. It's just different. It's, just, it's been different for eight years, and that's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just, you know, we got my nana now, and I know we, um, all of us try our best to make sure she's taking care of, she's staying with my aunt. So we, it's it, it's surreal, too. You know, my nana's getting older. It's getting, um, she's uh, had that talk with me several times, you know, because it's a reality, y'all. Unfortunately, we're going to see our parents, our grandparents, our friends, our family, we're going to see the demise, you know, we're going to see them pass away, we're going to see them go, um, you know, before, unless we go, but that's just the way the world is, y'all, I know we don't like, we don't like thinking about death, we don't like talking about, you know, what's going to happen, events, and making preparation for that, but I would seriously suggest, y'all, if y'all got someone a little bit older, y'all do that, man, um, it's something necessary, y'all, we don't, we don't, we don't want to, you know, not have nothing when they go to help, you know, burial, services, ceremony after. Yeah, think about that, y'all. That's a reality. And I tell my grandparents, we got to think about that. What's your plan? What do you want? 
I think it's okay to have that conversation with your parents too, you know, because I got some friends who lost some parents, and I don't know if they were ready for that, but sometimes you got to have that conversation. I've had that conversation with all my grandparents and my parents, shit, even my brother, you know, we wild out, we hope God willing nothing ever happens to us, we're knocking on wood, but... We gotta just remember that's a reality. That's something that we can't prevent. That's something that's gonna we're all gonna succumb to that. We're all gonna meet that conclusion, meet that ending. So that's something that now that and it's in a weird way, man, my grandpa Raymond passing away has really made me closer to my living grandparents, you know, really being there for them, seeing them, not taking not not taking for granted their presence and their their words now. I think I'm older. I'm, I'm the oldest in my mom, my dad's family. So now that I can really talk to them about what they went through in life and how they came up and my nana Alice just getting her story and she's a strong lady, man. She told me so much about when Doctor was sick. This is a lot of things I didn't know because I was too young to really understand and I couldn't fathom what was going on. So that's something that again, y'all, that's something that's gonna really um that's really something I wanted to just talk about without them, man. Just really taught me a lot about life. He taught me a lot of life when he was alive. He taught me about life when he passed away. So that's really a blessing, man. I still feel his presence. I and I know um I'm I'm, I'm a universe guy, you know, the aura, the energy and positive, and I feel a lot I can still feel my thought though, man. I know I can still feel his hair. I can still, I remember he smells like, I remember his voice. Thank God. That's one of my biggest fears too, y'all, is forgetting his voice, forgetting what he, you know, his what his hair felt like. And because when he, you know, when he passed away, I mean, we got that time with him. And that's one thing I remember doing, just rubbing his head and just talking to him. And it was really, it was, it was really hard for me, man. But I'm glad I got to do that because you, you don't want to have, you don't not want to have that conversation. You do not not want to have that last conversation with someone you really love. And I had a, I adored my grandpa. I think when I spoke at a trainer, I said, I adored him. There's going to be a part of my heart that's gone forever. Nothing can ever feel that. No love can ever feel that heart. Because I just, I was really close to my grandpa. And it sucks sometimes, you know. Just, this, and I think it's just a selfish thing, man. We all wish we could bring him back or they could have another day. But. This didn't work out like that. That's the way the cards played out. And when it's, he always just say, when it's time to go home, it's time to go home. My name is called. There's nothing we can do about it, so just enjoy it. And another thing I'm always going to take from my grandpa is to be rich in family. Rich doesn't have to mean a, a currency thing. It doesn't have to mean money. It can, it means love, too, y'all. I can be rich in love and, and everything love in my grandpa's family. That's all he cared about. So shout out to all my tias and tios and all my cousins. I hope we really keep that legacy alive. I know I'm going to keep that legacy alive. Thought that has been eight years, eight long years. I st It still feels like yesterday, man. It still feels like um, you're still here. I still feel like I go drive to Hatch and go see you. Um, we got Nana. We're going to take care of Nana. I hope all the, you know, all my tios, tios, my tias and tios, they take care of each other, man. And our cousins. I hope my cousins. I know I make the effort. We all try to make the effort to remain close. Because um, sometimes family ain't close all the time, y'all. I know some of my listeners could probably um, relate to that. Sometimes families aren't that close, man, especially after a death. So we just got to keep that um, love going. Remember what he's... I'm going to always remember without the preach to me, what he told me. Hence why I'm so close to everybody in his family, too. I'm really close to my th my second, third cousins. I love all of them because our grandparents used to hang out a lot and they had love for each other. So we're going to try to hold down that love and maintain that love for all generations, for future generations. That's something I want to do, something I really want to do. So rest in peace, Tata, 4411. We'll never forget you. I'll never forget you. I love you. And that's my spill, y'all. Without crying, I did it. <laughs> But uh, you know what? We're going to the next topic, man. We're talking about moving on from your fuck-ups. 
I was having a conversation with my guy yesterday. He he was telling me, you know, he's fucked up a lot with his marriage and he's fucked up a lot with, you know, whatever comes with that. And I was just telling my guy, and I know I'm, I'm guilty. I never married before, but I have fucked up. And it doesn't have to be a woman. It doesn't have to be just been life. Some things that sometimes we make bad decisions. Sometimes we don't um, make the best decision. And that's something I'm thinking I'm all guilty. I'm, I'm guilty of. But I think I was telling my guy yesterday, we really can't let these fuck ups prevent us from doing good in the future. Because I think every day we wake up, y'all. I don't know if it's corny, but this is how I feel. Every day is a new chance to make a new you. To be something different from yesterday. You want to make the change, you're gonna have to make it be the change you you're gonna have to be the change you wanna see in yourself. Honestly. That's just the only way I can break it down. So I was telling my guy yesterday, like, bro, you fucked up, fine. You do that. You did that. There's nothing you can do to take that back. So now if you wanna make that extra effort to make things right, you can't fuck up again. We gotta learn from our mistakes too, y'all. Let's not be the people that say I'm sorry and just keep doing the same old bullshit. We've been there. If you wanna become a better person, apologize, mean it, but actions always mean more than words. So I was telling my guy, you gotta really make the change and tomorrow's a new day to do it. If you wanna make that change today, y'all can do it. Y'all gotta stay motivated, man, because I know sometimes we do some dirtbag shit. That's just, I don't know if it's just a human trait. I don't know if that's the way we're raised. But sometimes we don't make the best decision. We don't really think about how our decisions affect others. So if we're affecting others with our decision, man, make that make that amends and make the change. And every day we're alive is a new fucking day to make that change. And I know it's not easy. It doesn't take, it's not going to happen overnight. Nothing happens overnight, y'all. But it's one of the things you really got to keep pushing. And if you really want to change, I believe anybody could change, man. Some people are exceptions. We're not going to get into that because some motherfuckers just don't want to change. And that's fine. I'm probably one of them because I'm a stubborn asshole. I know how I am. But we're talking about, you know, some people, you know, they, they're, they're on drugs. Some people, you know, they get locked up. Some people um, put their family last. Some people don't. They don't make the most of the obligations. They put those obligations to the side. I know it happens. That's a human trait, y'all. Don't feel like you're a bad person because of that. You're wrong for that. But a bad person, you could always change that, man. If you really want to change, y'all can change. If I really want to change, I know I can change. But you have to want it. If you don't want it, you ain't going to have it. Anybody could want it. Anybody could you know, make the change, but do you want the change, though? That's what something you want to do. You can't do it for anybody else either, man. You got to be happy with yourself first, y'all. And I'm not trying to spill and preach to y'all, but that's just the motivation. If you cannot be, just be the, be the person you are, but always try to give more love, man. Try to be, when people meet you, you want to be like, oh, yeah, that motherfucker was cool. I remember he held me down one time. Oh, he was polite. Oh, he was a good guy. He, he you know, he, um... Just really want to that, that character. You want to represent your character well, man. And just because you fucked up in the past doesn't mean you got to grope over it. You got to be um, sad over it. You got to keep dwelling on it. We don't got to do that, y'all. We're going to say tomorrow or today is a new day. I'm going to fucking learn from this. I'm going to keep pushing. We're going to keep succeeding towards our goals, man. That's another thing I think I left out with the degree and trying to get all these classes, man. Well, Just because you set a goal, you accomplish that thing, doesn't mean we're not going to make any more goals. We're going to set the new goal. We're we're gonna set the new journey. We're gonna set the first step in that new journey. So that's another. That's another way of looking at this motivation thing to become a better person. You got a new journey now. Let's make that first step. We graduate. We do whatever we do. This is a different conversation, but it relates, y'all. Um, 
we finished, you know, the CC life. Okay, we're done. We got a new journey. We got this university life now. We got to get this business life going. We got to make these life changes. Doesn't matter if it's your your actions, your weight, your um, your addictions, and it could be coffee, it could be fucking your cell phones, it could be some some dro, some alcohol, whatever the fuck you're into. You know, sometimes you sometimes you have just bad habits. We and that's okay, y'all. We're human. It's okay to have bad habits. So we just gotta remember that, y'all. We have every day you wake up, it's a new day to make the change you want to see in yourself and you want for yourself. So I hope everybody really takes that takes that to heart too, man. It's never too late, man. We ain't dead, y'all. We we I know, and I know a lot of people who wish they were living to make that change. So be appreciative of this shit, man. We're alive. We only get one run at this, y'all. Think about that. This life right here we lead, this life that we live in, we only get one chance at this. One go, we only have one time around the track. And once we fucking go around that track, it's over. There's no redos, no pause buttons. This shit's gonna keep going with or without us. So remember that, man. Keep making that change. Keep striving for change. Keep identifying that. Think identifying what you have wrong with you or what you think have wrong with you or what the world thinks. Actually, no. Fuck the world. What you think you have your issues. And if you can identify those issues and you could at least, it's, I think it's like one of the first steps. You know you have a problem. Just at least we admitting that. Now we know what the problem is. So let's fix those things. Let's, let's make some tweaks. Let's make some changes. We identified it. You And people... I commend anybody who could identify their problems, who are man up and say, yeah, this is what I'm doing wrong. This is how I feel. This is not the right, the right way to live. This is the right way to be with you. This ain't the right way to be in my life. Anything of that nature. To identify the problem and then just to want to make a change, I commend you. I applaud you very much. I applaud you. Do that. Because it takes a man, it takes a woman, it takes a real fucking human being to say, yo, this is wrong. I got to make this change. A lot of people can't do that. A lot of people won't do that, y'all. People have pride. People have egos. I am one of them. I don't like making changes sometimes. Right now, I'm going through some shit. Don't want to make a change. You won't make a change if you don't like it. Anybody doesn't like it, they got to deal with me anyway. Sometimes in some aspects of my life, I am that way. And I know I need to change. But do I want the change? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I'm on the fence. So I had to take my own word sometimes, too y'all and i know but i think like i said the first step in this thing to fix this is to identify your problem and sometimes you got to get a different perspective that's why we have big homies that's why we have friends so we have family go reach out to some people sometimes you need to talk it out y'all get a podcast figure it out think about it say it out loud then you can really digest that really uh let that sit for a minute say oh maybe i am right okay maybe i just gotta get this out just try to get both sides of the fence there's nothing wrong with that, y'all. Again, I applaud you if you're able to make that first step and identify the problem that you think you should change and you want to change. All right? Shout out to my guy. I know he's listening. Shout out to you, bro. Appreciate you so much. Another thing I need to appreciate more, and I think uh, this is episode five, I believe. I was talking about how we're, you know, when you're in, when you're doing something you love, that's one thing, but then when you're doing it, for a source of income, it kind of ruins the love for it a little bit. Um, you know the saying, I think I said it too in week five or episode five, money fucks things up sometimes. Money does that. Money makes things funny. Make Money make a man act funny. Yeah, I remember that rap. Um, I was talking about how you know I'm using this DJ life and this business that's striving and I appreciate y'all for keeping me consistently busy. I think that's the main word that everybody likes in business is consistency. So I'm really getting this consistency and I really love y'all for spreading the word. But I was talking about how it was really hard for me to balance it sometimes. Like I feel like it was I felt like it was an obligation, like, oh I'm just gonna go DJ and just go through the motions a little bit, just oh I'm hired, I got paid already, I'm just gonna show up and just fucking play what I want. 
And it was really killing my morale DJ-wise, man. It was really making me feel like, oh, I'm wasting my time. And I was getting bored with it, honestly. It's something that I shouldn't be getting bored with. I'm blessed right now, man. I'm lucky. I'm lucky enough to say, you know what? I don't need to work for anybody. I can work for myself and just keep DJing and make and pay the bills, you know, do little things on the side with, with, with friends, family, whatever. Just blessed to have extra, blessed to be able to live, blessed to be able to eat off music. To eat off music with shit that I love and I'm playing records. People are paying me to play records at their events. Come on, y'all. It's a, it's, I'm lucky. I'm a lucky son of a bitch, man. I know I'm lucky, man. And sometimes I know, I think the money really took my eye off the prize a little bit. The money was making me feel obligated that I had to do things. And it was taking, it was sucking the fun out of it, you know? Like, it was just adding to the stress. Oh, I got to pay this, but I got to do this gig. But I got to sit here for five hours. It was the wrong way to look at it, y'all. And I wanted to give y'all an update because I think the last two, three weeks, man, awesome. Great. Loving it. I'm, it, I'm back. I think I was gone for about 10, 15 days. I'm like, I'm not. I was like, damn, I don't want to do this shit no more. But I'm back, y'all. I think I've just been getting so motivated. I've been doing me. I've been just really uh, not overthinking it, not just going through and just really just living in the moment and appreciating what the hell I got going on, representing my business, representing myself in a great manner. You know, every and all my clients are great. I honestly have not had a bad situation with any of my clients. We, I go above and beyond to make sure we have everything they need, every sound they want, every song they want. We're gonna get that loaded up on the deck, and we'll, I always try to present this business as something that can make your event affordable and memorable. But we're also gonna have this shit constructed. Everything is gonna be done for a reason. Everything will be the way you envision it. I will do my best to make sure you. Your vision is created. I always tell my clients, you don't worry about the music. I will handle the music, but I just need the vision what you want. And I think I lost my lost sight of that, y'all. It's about it's not about me all the time, man. It's about the people who hire me, about the people who um about the people who really ride with me, who really have my back. You know, it takes a lot to uh to live this life. It takes a lot to be dependent on gigs that haven't came yet or you know keep and that but then again that keeps the hunger going that really puts your back against the wall and you keep it keeps your um foot on the pedal first of all and it keeps your mind going in a creative way i think that's why i forgot that this is going to bring out the best of me this is going to be one of my many journeys in life and i'm going to overcome and i'm going to succeed and the dj business y'all it's succeeding man i can't believe it i think we're turning profits now and some people take years to set a profit some people take a long time to make money off what the hell they love so i'm lucky y'all i'm really really lucky to keep doing this i think i took my eyes off the prize and i appreciate this podcast because damn if I didn't have this thing to speak to, this little computer right here, I think I would have been lost. But I identified what the fuck was wrong with my love with, with this DJ thing. I was laying the money kind of blinded a little bit. The stress of the money blinded, but I need to take that money out. Just remember, this is something I love. And I'm lucky enough to get paid for it. And I'm lucky enough to make a living off it and take care of what I got to do at home. So, again, y'all, don't let the money fuck things up, man. <laughs> I'm trying my best to make sure that doesn't happen to me, but it's been uh, it it was a rough ride, you know. It was it was a uh, something I really had to think about, but I'm back and I'm gonna continue doing this. And you know what? Before we go on to the next topic, I got an announcement for y'all, man. And I got my first raffle. And you want to say five dollars? You post this. I want to put the I want to put the episode um, photo on here. This is gonna be called the raffle. 
This is going to be episode seven, the raffle. So I want you guys to post the raffle logo. It's going to be STS logo with the word the raffle. You post this logo on your story, on your page, and you tag the STS podcast. And that's going to take $5 off your raffle ticket. With this raffle, y'all, tickets are going to be $25. I know that sounds like, oh, man, what the fuck am I going to give you $25 for? But let me tell you. You put this $25 in, and if you tag us, you put this logo and tag the logo on your page or your story on your Instagram, you're going to get $5 off. So you have a $20 raffle potentially. And with this raffle, I'm going to have, I'm going to pick three winners. And with these three winners, one winner is going to win the small package. And that's going to be the STS shirt and a free promo spot on this podcast. We're also going to have the, the package. The package is going to have the STS shirt, a limited edition DJ EC3 shirt, along with two hours of service. So that's over a $250 value, y'all. And you're going to, that's going to be the package. But the grand package, that's going to be the third one where I pick. That's going to be an STS shirt, the DJ EC3 limited edition shirt, a free promo spot on this podcast, and five hours of DJ services. That's valued at over $500. $500, and all you got to do is put $20 in and cross your fingers, and hopefully we get this name called in the raffle. Today's date is April 9th. We're going to announce the winner in one week, April 16th. April 16th, we will announce the raffle winner. Again, y'all, tag this podcast, put it in your story on Instagram, put it on your story or post on Instagram, and get $5 off. So $20 a raffle ticket. And honestly, you could put you could put your name in the list as much as you want, y'all. And I this is going to be something for y'all, man. This is going to be something for the clients, for the people. We're giving my name to everybody who's been asking for a DJ. This is for y'all. Y'all make this success happen. I ain't shit without y'all. So I'm going to give back. I have no problem giving away seven hours of service for y'all. We're going to do this raffle. Again, we're going to have this winner selected on April 16th. I hope you guys enter into as many times as you want. I hope you guys win. I'm looking forward to it. But the only thing I'm going to say is we're going to have only new clients in this one, y'all. I'm sorry. It has to be new clients. And it's going to be based on availability. Meaning, if the date's available, we'll make it happen. If the date's booked, I can't take the booking off, y'all. I got contracts. I got my word. I got obligations. I got to meet. But if the date's available, we'll do that. If the date's not available, we're going to work around schedules. Make sure you fit in somewhere, all right? So I hope you guys really tune in. I appreciate y'all. Repost that, all right? And something I've been really looking forward to this whole damn podcast. Sorry, I had to get a swig of the water. It's WrestleMania week. It was WrestleMania weekend, WrestleMania 35. Crazy weekend. Probably my favorite weekend, y'all. Y'all know I love wrestling. Y'all know I'm a wrestling goof. I'm a mark. So let's start off, man. We had a great weekend starting off with the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is interesting. If you guys seen Bret Hart, he got tackled by a fan. Let me tell you guys something, man. I know a lot of people are like, oh, that was foul, how they hit him so much. Nah. Especially someone of the caliber of Bret Hart, that legend that... Icon, he's probably on the Mount Rushmore of everybody who's a real wrestling fan. He's on the Mount Rushmore. When you go in the ring, first of all, it's a violation. No fan's supposed to ever get in the show. It's a show, y'all. And then you're going to try to tackle Brett, what you did. He tackled Brett Hart. You you get what you deserve, y'all. You He got 
pounded on by Travis Brown. That was awesome. Shane was in there. My guy, Davey Boy Smith, was in there. Dash uh, O'Reilly came out again with the right hook. He deserves it, y'all. Y'all can't be... I, I, I'm i sorry. I'm not trying to make it overshadow the Hall of Fame, but if you come in the ring, be prepared for the consequences. I think back in the day, they used to say, when you used to, when fans used to jump in the ring, you had two choices. You're going to go to jail, you're going to be locked in a room with some of the guys for two minutes. So you take your choice. So he, the guy made his choice, y'all, but we'll just go with it. With me. I'm trying to go off the fly here with the... Um, shout out to the Fly Podcast. I'm trying to go off the fly here with the candidates. Um, I guess I'll give my opinion. Bruce the Bar of Beefcake. I think that was way before my time. Uh, I remember him as a renegade WCW. I guess he made he made a lot of money. He made he was one of those guys who didn't need titles. He was a household name for a long time. Um, we'll give him the Hall of Fame nod. I'm not I'm not big on it. Wasn't really happy when I heard that name. That name didn't make me feel like fuck, I gotta go watch the Hall of Fame now. Whatever. Harlem Heat. Honestly, one of my favorite tag teams. I was, I watched a lot of old wrestling. So to see Booker T back then, that man was a fucking stud. He could do a lot. He's agile. He's going on top of ropes. He was doing a lot of power moves. He was a really a good wrestler, good technician in the ring. I and Stevie Ray, he you know he was there. He was a big body, but he's a bully. I love it. He always had that bully style. Um, think about Harlem Heat. You know, we got Sherry as the manager. They have ten tag team titles. Fuck yeah, Harlem Heat deserves being the Hall of Fame. The Hart Foundation, I really think they did that as a nod to the Anvil Nyhart who passed away this year. So him and Brett were in as the Hart Foundation, those two. They were really big in the 80s. Uh, I'm familiar with them. I'm familiar with the new Hart Foundation with Pillman and Davey Boy and Owen. But I'm going to give it to Anvil. That's something you have to do. You have to honor him. He uh, left the legacy with his daughter. So and Brett, of course. So you got to do that. Um, the Honky Tonk Man, god damn, he is the longest reigning intercontinental heavyweight champion ever in WWE history, and Honky Tonk Man was a household name, and that's why I think if you look down the street, someone's gonna recognize him, um, he's a Hall of Famer, just by his, by his, his intercontinental reign, he was a heel, people fucking hated him, I think it's a great, you know, you want people to hate you, that makes a great heel, he brought a lot of heat, he generated a lot of heat, so that was cool. I like to see Honky Tonk Man in there. I really appreciate the nod. Good job, Vince, on that one. DX, what could you say about that? That's hands down, of course. Sean, Pac, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, China, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Um, it, I'm, I'm all for that. That was great. Uh, Hall of Famers in every aspect of it. Look at the definition that's there. China, you know, they, they inducted China a little bit late, but... I have some feelings on that too. I feel like she should have been a long time ago. There was no women's revolution without China. She was the she's the standard barrier. She's the one that raised the bar. She'll last with any of these broads now. So that that was that was something I was really disappointed about. But damn, it was it was fun watching that man. It was really fun um seeing all these old bastards just talking, live their tales. That's something I live for, man. I love that. Um, NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn. I'm just going to go and watch the matches I've seen. Um, the, Ro- the War Raiders, they defeated Aleister Black and Ricochet. That was a great, great match. I love Ricochet and Aleister Black. But the War Raiders, man, they're really old school tag team. I love it. I really love the, the chemistry they have. Um, but Ricochet is so special, man. It's really, he's weightless in the air, man. It's like he doesn't have any gravity. He defies gravity. So that's always fun. Aleister Black has that, that aura around him. It's like, yo, these kids are going to be special. So I'm a really big Aleister Black fan. They, they, they had to take the L, but I believe that was their... That was their, that was their, um, how do I say this? That was their conclusion to their NXT run. That was their curtain call. 
So, Black and Ricochet, they're going to the main roster. I'm really excited for that. A Valentine Dream defeated Matt Riddle. Haven't seen a lot of Matt Riddle matches. I'm not going to lie, y'all. Valentine Dream, I'm not his biggest fan, but I love the charisma. I love his character. Both good workers in this match. Uh, Valentine defeated Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's going to be something in the main roster. He has that style that fans like. I like I like that I like that shoot that shoot style. It's like it makes that shit look real. It makes it seem like it hurt. So that was fun to watch. Um, Walter defeated Peter, uh, Pete Dunne for the United Kingdom Championship. That was a good match. That was an old school match in my opinion. Uh, Walter, um, I wasn't feeling he didn't know so, but you know, that's me being picky and all the times are now. He defeated Peter Dunne. Pete, Pete Dunne had a great fucking run at this championship. Y'all don't know what they're going to do with him, but I would like to see him on NXT. I want to see him on the main roster, but he's a little small for the big guys, I think. So we'll see what happens. Um, Johnny Gargano uh, defeated Adam Cole. That was a great match. Johnny, um, Johnny Wrestling, he's, I've been, he's winning me over, y'all, honestly. He's fucking winning me over. I appreciate, you know, Adam Cole, too. He's different. Don't know much about him before he came to NXT. But he's, he's doing okay. I really like I really like what they're doing here. NXT really has some good stories. They really have a lot of um, consistency in their stories, too. It's something that I think we can all appreciate. Man, um, WrestleMania was fucking long, y'all, for real. Like, it was really long this year. I think it was about seven hours. I don't know how the fuck I could kill seven hours sometimes. But, um... It was fun. It was really, uh, it, it gave us what we want. I'm not going to go over the Women's Battle Royal or the Singles Cruiser. I didn't watch those, but I did see Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder defeat the Revival. That was fun. It's always fun to see that feel-good story, those um, zero-to-hero stories. Kurt Hawkins hasn't won a fucking fight like in 100 and more, 100-plus matches. Zack Ryder is one of those guys who's a fucking workhorse. Just not getting over, y'all. Just sometimes, you know, it's just hard to connect. But he's a fucking worker. He's a stud. He's a he's a great. Uh, I think any roster will want him. I think he'll do well in other uh, other organizations. But it was fun watching him. The revival. One of my favorite tags. It was so old school. They remind me of low key of the uh, the Steiner brothers. They were really something like like the Anderson brothers. Also, good chemistry. They have good psychology. They're gonna keep the guy in the corner. They're gonna you know do their clever um, heel shit. So it was all. It, it was fun watching them. They took the L. We need that WrestleMania moment. So that was fun. I missed the men's battle world, I'm not going to lie. So, Braun Strowman winning doesn't really uh, phase me. I don't really care about that, to be honest with you. But I do care about how they started this shit, man. Alexa Bliss came out, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan crowd wild up. It's great to have Hogan back in the WWE ring. Um, but we started off, to my apple shot. We had the Universal Championship on first. Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar. Brock really he laid it on him in the beginning before the match even started. Fucked him up. Really roughed him up. It was awesome to see. Uh, they really had a it had a good flow going. Seth got in. We had this this match started. And just a side note, Paul Heyman is the greatest motherfucker with the mic. Just ha- just the things he's doing on the side, y'all. When he's when he's when he's talking to the play- to the wrestlers, he's really trying to get under their skin. That's the, and he makes it real, man. That's what's so fun about this shit. I know it's fake. I know this. I know this. But the novella that we're in, the male drama that we're in, it's fun, man. Seth Rollins defeated Brock Lesnar. And it's the only way you could. You gotta do this shit quick. Match is only two minutes thirty seconds. You gotta do it quick, y'all. And um, and I something I get asked about about Brock Lesnar, how I feel about that. You know what, man? Brock Lesnar, um, he's getting his money. Brock Lesnar's a he's a businessman. He's a good businessman. If you could just show up five, six, seven, eight times a year and get paid what he gets paid, 
we will all take that gig. He's deserved it. He's put work in, man. He's been, yes, he's not a new guy. He's been around since probably 01. So uh, maybe 2002, maybe around there. 2002, let's go with that. He's been around for a long time. He's been around the block. So when vets like that, yeah, he's a part-timer. But, you know, maybe I think the WWE um, needs to remember they have a universal champion, though. We need to really keep Seth in the fold. We really need to keep the championship on TV. And let's get this thing defended right. And let's make some good stories out of this, man. It's no longer taking hostage. AJ Styles defeated Randy Orton. Two studs. Two motherfuckers who could put a five-star match anytime they want. Two veterans. Uh... AJ, I'm a big AJ Styles fan, so him being Orton was a big surprise for me. Just a surprise of how well AJ's been booked. I think something that was really scary when he started with WWE was he wasn't going to be booked right. He was going to be booked. Um, he was going to be booked. I'm sorry, y'all. I got, you know, I'm getting a state ring pretty soon. So, uh, one minute. Let me just put this real fast here. Sorry, y'all. That's a minor interruption. We're getting state rings, and we're gonna. They wanted me to put something engraved in my my uh, my ring, so that was always fun. So again, um, Lesnar, part timer, Rollins. I think he might be the one, y'all. Not saying he's the best wrestler. He's the most flyest wrestler. He got to, you know he's gonna put asses in the seats, but he's the one to carry the title. Let's make this shit um relevant again. Let's make it matter. I think Rollins is gonna be a fighting champion. Really happy for that. Um, sorry, that was Randy. We're talking about Styles and Randy Orton. You guys know how I feel. One of the best matches of the night, in my opinion, was the four-way uh, tag team match for the SmackDown titles. Uh, the Usos defeated Aleister Black, Rusev, and uh, Shinsuke in the bar. The bar is who really shined, believe it or not. I really, really was digging what Cesaro and Sheamus was doing. Um, they were really a good tag team. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to go into the story how they became one, but they really came out this motherfucker looking like some strong cats. Um, Shinsuke and Rusev, man, God, it's so hard to see them as a tag team. They deserve so much better, in my opinion. Aleister Black and Ricochet, this is really getting them exposed, show people they have heart, show people they're really going to overcome a lot of circumstances when they that on that climb to the top. They're going to probably be solo. I'm sure they're going to be drafted in different spots pretty soon. So the, the Usos come away with the win. I'm a fan of the Usos, the future Hall of Famers. They're not. So I, I still got. I'm still sketchy about them, but they're workers, man. You gotta appreciate a worker. They put asses in the seat, so that's always fun. Shane defeating the Miz, false count anywhere. That was really good storytelling. Shane just turned his back. You know, he had his dad in the ring. His dad trying to protect the Miz from the table spot. That was cool. Shane having his dad, uh, the Miz's dad in the ring and beating his ass. That was cool. The backstage shit, the hardcore stuff. That was cool. The, fall, the big spot when they fell with the suplex off the, whatever the fuck that was, that big, um, I guess that big um, platform, that was sick, that was dope, Shane McMahon, um, he's consistent, Shane McMahon's a worker, y'all, I know he has the last name McMahon, but he's a fucking wrestler, that guy is a stud, he's a star, he's a legend, The Miz, underrated, he has been so consistent. One of the guys you can always count on being there is The Miz. He's so consistent. You, he, He's a great actor. He's a great promo. Those two guys did magic yesterday on Sunday. I'm sorry. They, that was magic. Shane McMahon, he's, he's climbing the list, y'all. He does so much shit. He's willing to put his body on the line. You really appreciate that as a wrestling fan. 
Um, we have the four, the Fatal 4-Way match, another Fatal 4-Way, which I really didn't care for because we just had that with the SmackDown ties. But we had the Women's Tag Team and the Iconics one. They defeated the Boston Hug Connection, which I fucking hate, and Nia Jackson, Tamina, and Beth Phoenix and Natalia. So that was a good, you know, that, it was kind of slow. I'm not going to get into that because I was fucking, I, I can't stop. Damn, some of the matches with the women sometimes. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I want to see singles action. But the Iconics won. They got that dub, and it was nice to see, you know. I really appreciate that, um, that we have women's tag team championships. It's really um, it's spotlighted. It was uh, it was deep in the card, too. It was a nice match of the night. So I wasn't mad at that. Next match, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. Awesome. Storytelling was phenomenal. They got it right. Kofi Kingston's our new WWE champion. Daniel Bryan's a great heel, though, y'all. He does a lot of great work. You guys got to look at everything. He does the little things right. I think that's the big thing I always tell people. It's the little things, man. It's the little tiny details, the extra cell, um, just slapping him, the kicks to the head. He had Kofi on the ground. He's kicking him in the head. Kofi, though, the crowd was ready for him to win. The crowd, this is his moment. I don't know what the fuck would have happened. In fact, if that man didn't win, I think the crowd probably would have had a riot. So Kofi, he won that hard fought battle. It was it's crazy to see his evolution also. So when he when he first started to what he is now, it's a grind. He's been another tag team competitor for the last few years with the New Day. So to see Kofi overcome that, he deserves it. This is his chance to shine. Samoa Joe defeated Rey Mysterio. Um, Samoa Joe is one of my favorite wrestlers in the company right now. He's the United States champion. He won in one minute. One minute tops. He won that shit. Uh, Ray Mysterio has an ankle injury right now. So I'm sure they didn't want to push it. I'm sure they wanted to give him his his um his spot, what he deserved. You know, this is what Ray Mysterio deserved his spot. So they, you know, they had to let him in. I think some people were talking about how you could put someone else in that spot. But just, I think Ray Mysterio, he's a legend. He deserves to go out there. Samoa Joe looked dominant. That's how you become a name. You got to do shit like that. He's putting him over. Um, we have Roman Reigns. He defeated Drew McIntyre, which I wasn't really completely surprised. Um, Roman Reigns, he overcame uh, his leukemia scare. He's back um, to see him. He looked like he him as a step. Drew McIntyre, he's one of those guys who's going to be special. They just need to get the right story for him. I think he needs to get, he needs to get booked strong. And he needs to get the fuck out of a group. Another guy they want to put in a group. Don't need this man a single stud. He's gonna be a single star. Um, maybe they take him over to SmackDown. He could, you know, feud with Samoa Joe. That would be nice to see. Um, him in a good Intercontinental Championship feud. I would love to see that. Um, Triple H versus Batista. Triple H won something that was really long. Batista uh, announced retirement after this match. Triple H defeated him and Noah holds barred. That was over 20, almost 25-minute match. You could tell that they're trying to hide a lot of things in their styles. Now they can't do what they used to do. Hence why we're out of the ring. We're not having a lot of focus in ring with their in-ring capabilities. When you're outside, you can throw people against shit. You can hit people with shit. You can rest a little bit. Chase them around the ring. Get this good theater going. Triple H defeated Batista. Wasn't really surprised about that. Batista, he's up there. You know, he got a good couple title runs. He's a future Hall of Famer. Don't really know where he falls out now. I think he's a little bit washed, but hey, aren't they all? Um, especially, you know, our next match, Baron Corbin defeated Kurt Angle. I think you have to give Corbin that spot. I wasn't really, um, I wasn't stoked about him getting that spot, to be honest with you. But he deserves it. He's worked hard. He, We hate him, so he's done his job right. Really love um, Kurt Angle's career. You guys really need to watch some old teenage shit, man. 
Kurt Angle's best shit was back in TNA after he left. And he was going through what he went through the wars with Sting, Hardy, Jeff Jarrett, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. TNA Kurt Angle was really hard to compare to that WWE angle, you know? It was really, um, he's a special guy. It's really, it was good. I think they had, I think they thought he had a little bit more left in the gas tank. Uh, but he, it was a farewell match. He went out with the, he went out looking at the, at the lights. He put another guy over the next generation. You can't ask more than that. He's a professional. Uh, Finn Balor, he came out with the Demon versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, I think they made Bobby Lashley look like a fucking squash muffin, man. I don't really know what they're doing with Bobby Lashley right now. He's a great athlete. He's a great fighter. He's a real fighter. He's been in the ring. He should be up there. We should have Brock Lesnar's spot, to be honest with you. Don't know if it's um, the, the angles, the storylines, or he's not as polished as we thought he was when he came from TNA. Finn Balor, the demon, is something that he always has an extra gear when he's a demon. So it's fun to see that from him. It's really fun to um, see uh, Balor get his WrestleMania moment. I'm a Finn fan all the way. Uh, he's an intercontinental champion for probably the fucking fourth time. But hey, that's the way WWE likes to you know, We rotate titles. Hopefully he makes that thing relevant again and we have a long, long run. Um, my favorite match of the night... It was Becky Lynch, and when she defeated Ronda and Charlotte, Charlotte Flair, one of my favorite wrestlers, doesn't matter if she's a woman or a uh, man, she could do a lot of things in the ring. She's a technician. She's great. She makes that shit look real. She's she's um, a professional with her shit. She takes care of her opponents. Um, she's willing to put her body on the line. She's willing to go that extra mile. She can make somebody horrible have a good match. So you always gotta respect those type of workers. Ronda Rousey, um. She is what she is. She's a UFC fighter. She's a legend, and she makes things real. She makes that shit feel like, oh, that really did happen. So that's always fun to see. Really appreciate um, Becky Lynch's ear. You gotta, you gotta really applaud that. Another round of applause. She fucking had a career year. She had one of those stone cold ninety six years. You gotta respect it. Does it happen? She could be a lightning rod. She, she's they're on the main event for a reason, y'all. She really um. She really showed that she belongs and the hype is real. I know a lot of flack has been doing over the finish, but uh, it shit happens like that. And now everything's perfect in life. And now everything's perfect in the fucking wrestling ring. Becky Lynch has made um, casual fans return to the TVs and give a lot of people hope, especially with the woman. You know, you really want to get that that um, that that story that you can accomplish everything. And Becky Lynch wasn't on my radar last year. She fucking made event and she won it all. So to see that was great. Uh, Raw last night was uh, wasn't cool with the Kofi and the Rollins swerve. That was cool. Um, Taker showing up was a must. Um, Sami Zayn being a heel was always a must. I, I like that. Welcome back. Um, that is my wrestling spill, man. I know I went a little bit longer today, y'all, but that's just something that we enjoy as wrestling fans. We go all fucking year waiting for WrestleMania and a dream is to go to WrestleMania. So hopefully that happens. But I'm going to end this here, man, before the 55-minute mark. If you guys have any questions, let me know. This is the Shooting the Shit Podcast. Make sure y'all follow the Shooting the Shit Podcast on Instagram and IG. I'm sorry, Instagram and Twitter, STS Podcast 661. We have red and black shirts for the STS shirt. So make sure y'all put your orders in. Hit me up if you want a shirt. Remember that raffle, y'all. The raffle. Post this episode on your story or your, on your post. On Instagram, and make sure you tag us. If you tag us on your post or your story, we're going to get $5 off that raffle. It's only $20 to win up to a $600 package. So make sure y'all hit me up if you want to enter that package, into that raffle. 
I'm Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. This is the STS Podcast, and we out. Fans, 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 fans,